Oh my God. So, it's happened. Beyonce has shown us the twins. I said the twins because she, if you thought you had twins before, if you thought you were a twin before, you thought wrong because this woman just invented twins and she just showed us her latest invention and basically anything you thought you were, you weren't. She invented motherhood. If you thought you were pregnant before, you weren't. If you have three kids, think again, are they really there? Because she invented pregnancy. She invented motherhood. She invented twins. I don't even know how to act today. I, I, I remember how it was like it was yesterday and quite frankly, it was yesterday. I was sleeping. I was watching Shrek 2 with my family because I'm, I'm in Canada right now with my family and I just felt this cool breeze just pass through my neck and all the hairs on my body stood up and I said, the twins are on Instagram. And my brother said, what? And I said, the twins are on Instagram. And he said, the twins. And the fact that he knew what I meant, I just love my family. And so we went to Instagram and they were there. And and then there was a rainbow that just flew in my house. And the birds started singing like in Disney. And everything was just right with the world. So Beyonce, congratulations to you for inventing pregnancy and motherhood and twins. You go girl, black excellence. So my name is Dada Peppel and welcome to Colorful Creatives Podcast. Colorful Creatives Podcast is a podcast that basically has interviews with creative people of color who are doing great things, who are starting businesses, mostly in the creative field. Because, yeah, just, well, yeah, just mostly in the creative field. But today I'm going to do the podcast a little bit differently because I'm in Canada and most of the people who are lined up for the interviews are in London and I won't be going back till a month. And I didn't want to just, you know, put the podcast on hold when it's so early in the startup because I literally, like, this is literally episode three. I am just starting. I didn't want to now um, not do it because it's just so early. So I'm going to do, like, a, a solo thing today. So today I thought I could discuss imposter syndrome because on my old website, thatapubble.com, I did discuss this and people did like the conversation. They did like, they liked, they liked the... They like the post, so I thought I would discuss it by myself instead of doing a, a solo thing today. Today's show might be shorter than the regular shows because it's um just gonna be me talking for a while. This is really awkward, but um, I hope you guys really like it. And next week I'm gonna go back to interviews. Don't worry. Um, so <clears throat> first of all, I'm gonna start this episode off with a quote by Maya Angelou. Because she herself has actually suffered imposter syndrome. I know, right? The Maya Angelou. She said, I have written 11 books, but each time I think, uh-oh, they're going to find me out now. I've run a game on everyone, and they're going to find me out. My, <laughs> me out. So, I usually do not like speaking or writing on things that affect me until I have overcome it. That way, it seems like I'm bringing something to the table because I get to share how I got through it, how, you know, I overcame it, how I conquered it. If I'm not telling you how I overcame it or how I conquered it, I'm basically just telling you a sad story. But right now, I'm in the process of overcoming and conquering, so I thought I could still share it regardless. Um, First of all, I am confident and I, I believe in myself, so don't let this thing, this little, like, 
don't let this make you feel like oh she's she's really a fraud because she's really this like so insecure i do have moments of insecurities because i am a human being but i'm still very confident in myself but um <clears throat> so what is imposter syndrome Imposter syndrome, which is also known as imposter phenomenon or fraud syndrome, is a concept describing high-achieving individuals who are marked by an inability to internalize their accomplishments and a persistent fear of being exposed as fake. The term was coined in 1978 by clinical psychologist um, Dr. Pauline R. Clance and Susan A. Imes. Despite external evidence of their competence, those exhibiting the syndrome remain convinced that they are frauds and do not deserve the success they have achieved. Basically, it's always feeling like you do not belong somewhere. Like even, even though you've worked so hard, you just feel like you don't belong in that space. Like everyone else has done so much more than you and you're, you're, you don't belong. You, your, your proof of success, you dismiss it as luck or timing or deceiving people into thinking that you're more intelligent and more competent than you actually believe yourself to be. Some studies suggest that imposter syndrome is particularly strong among high-achieving women and among high-achieving women of color. So which is why I thought this would be an interesting conversation because it's the women of color who suffer this the most. Basically, it's um, it's feeling like that you're a fraud, feeling like you don't deserve the praise you get, feeling like people think too highly of you. They think you know stuff when really you're like just winging it. It's feeling like you're not as intelligent, not as talented, not as good as everyone thinks you are. It's this feeling of fear of getting exposed, thinking to yourself, it's just about time that these niggas find out that I ain't that much of the shit after all. This is not any unique type of feeling. I feel like everyone has felt this way at a certain point in time, or they are probably yet to feel this way or something, I don't know. I'm just going to share my experience and explain why it's very important to overcome this feeling. Okay, so let's go as far back as I can remember feeling this way. I was in primary three. Yeah, I've been letting this thing really affect my life since way back when. When I was broke, you for homework. <laughs> for homework, we were given an essay to write, and so I was laying on my bedroom floor writing this essay. And my mama walks in, sits on the floor with me, and she says, "You have such beautiful handwriting! Wow!" And I immediately, I immediately, I replied, um, "I actually don't. I'm just writing well for this essay, but normally my handwriting is really bad." And right, right after that, I kept wondering, why did I do that? But then I was in primary three, shortly after, I probably saw a cloud. I was like, ooh, clouds. And I got distracted and I just didn't think about it too much. Don't think about it too much, too much, too much, too much. So fast forward to present day, I cannot tell you how many art jobs I have turned down because my ass didn't think I was lit enough. <clears throat> Let me tell you about the one that I most regret. It was an art job for the cover of a startup comic book series. I applied only because I thought there was no way in God's green earth that I was going to get it. And then, wow, I got an email asking me when we could start discussing the project and start the art and everything. They told me how much they're willing to pay me, a very, very juicy and motivational amount, if I may add. And for two minutes, I was genuinely excited. And then after those two minutes, I got scared. I wrote back to them explaining why they couldn't choose me. I told them that I, I know I applied. 
and I'm really sorry for, you know, wasting your time. But I didn't think I was the right person for the job. I explained to them that my art style had very little detail, how they looked super cartoony, how I was so slow, how I was super busy with schoolwork. I gave them every excuse in the book. Like if they, if, if they had been persistent, I'll be like, you know what? My dog ate my art supplies. I can't do this. I, I gave them every excuse possible. I told them why I couldn't do it, why I wasn't capable of doing basically what I knew deep down I could do. They responded saying that it was cool. They wished me happy Halloween because this was back in October of 2016. They were super cool and calm about it, but that's when I finally admitted to myself that I had a problem. I had a genuine problem. It's like I'm afraid of huge success because there will be more eyes, more people watching me, more people judging me, more people scrutinizing me, more people checking for my slip ups, waiting to find me out. I don't know how to properly put this feeling into words, especially for someone like me who is generally a confident, outgoing person. To suddenly have this feeling of you're not that good and you know it and soon people will know it too. It's it's insane. It's scary and super shitty to feel that way. Just a month before... These guys that are fitness enthusiasts, they messaged me asking me to do a logo for them. The money wasn't that much, the promo wasn't that much either. At first I said yes, then after a while I told them more they shouldn't work with me. And when they stayed persistent saying, nah, you're good, we actually really want to work with you. I dipped, I just stopped responding to their emails, their calls. Like imposter syndrome is insane because it can really hold you back and you don't, you don't even realize it until it's like too late. So, um, why am I bringing this up? Um, well, it happened recently again. I turned down another big opportunity. And after turning it down and gathering my emotions, I can't go back and say, on second thought, I'll take the job. I look confused and unprofessional. And at this point, the ball's in their court. They could just tell me, well, you said no, so bye. (laughs) You didn't want to work with us, so we don't want to work with you. Or... We're gonna pay you less, or we're not gonna pay you at all, and then you look desperate. And it's normal to doubt yourself once in a while, but when it gets to the point of you saying no to God's opportunities, then you need to find a way to get out of that headspace. So for me, the way I've been trying to um, get out of that headspace is that I try to like, talk to myself every morning. I like I just remind myself that I'm amazing, that the success that I have I, it's not out of luck but I've actually worked really hard that I'm hardworking. I like to tell myself that um, I, I like to pray and like to meditate so there, there's this app called Headspace so basically um, every morning I take 10 minutes out of my day and I just meditate I haven't been doing it for a while like, since the summer started because I have been living like, a super fast paced life this summer but when I'm in school and I have like I don't like I have 9 a.m. Maybe my first class by 3 p.m. I definitely like to do this, and I like to like write. I have a book where I just like write myself compliments. I just tell myself, you, it's it's I am the DJ Khaled to my Assad. Like I, I tell myself, you, you're a star. You're amazing. You can do this. And it's not about like being like um, arrogant or being full of yourself. It's just that sometimes you, you don't need people to tell you how amazing you are. But it's when people do it, it, it feels good and it reminds you that it's just a part of the back that you don't need, but it's also nice to have. 
but you can't expect people don't know what you're going through they don't know how insecure you're feeling so they might they might forget to tell you these things so you have to tell yourself these things to keep you from feeling like you don't deserve the success that you have achieved because I draw with my fingers and I draw with an app I always think that I don't deserve the opportunities that someone who went to school and I, I didn't go to school to learn art or illustration. I always feel like I don't deserve the opportunity that someone who went to school for this thing should be should be getting. I feel like it's unfair. I feel like I haven't worked hard enough. I feel like I haven't, like, you know what I'm trying to say? So even for people out there who are doing music, I feel like um, if you're doing music, people, some, there's some people out there who are doing production and when a big opportunity comes their way, they turn it down because they don't think they're ready. And I'm not saying you should jump into something when you don't think you're ready, but sometimes you actually are ready. And you think less of yourself, so you don't take the opportunities. And this is hard to communicate, and I don't know if I'm even beginning much sense, but I hope I am reaching out to someone. So basically, my advice to you, if you're going through imposter syndrome, is the first, like, you know, they say awareness is the first step to solving any problem. You can't fix a mirror if you don't know it's broken. You can't change something if you don't know it needs to be changed. So first of all, like, think within yourself, do I have this problem? Is this something I need to address? To my stuff, is this something I need to talk about? Like, do I have this problem? First of all, ask yourself the question. And then if you do, everyone's journey is different. So the way I overcome it is by telling myself all these good things, to remind myself that I am worthy of, you know, whatever success I have. Like, I've worked hard enough for it. You might take a different approach, but if my method helps you, cool, Gucci, use it. And um, I hope you enjoyed listen to this podcast next podcast we're gonna go right back to interviews i hope you have a wonderful day and thanks for listening like subscribe follow me on soundcloud the website is cliffcreative.xyz and not.com some person clicked the com before me cool whatever <laughs> so bye guys and thanks for listening